0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Peacock streaming the biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56, the 2022 Winter Olympics, and the Peacock original Bel-Air. Plus the new movie, Marry Me, in theaters and streaming Valentine's Day. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. Mirror man, mirror man. You twist and turn my mind until
0: I don't know who I am. Mirror man.
1: Hello and welcome to a fresh edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with Matt. Hi Pete, how's it going? It's going good. I w- we would have been here with Alfred, but uh, decided he didn't want to come in today. Really? Too, too lazy fucker. F- lazy, lazy fucker. Lazy fucker. Anyway, uh, two games into the season, uh, two losses against two top six sides.
0: First time since 92, did they say?
1: it certainly it's yeah. certainly never happened under Arsene Wenger's watch. Yeah. Uh bring yeah. back Wenger. Uh, yeah. Bring back bring back Wenger. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling very Arsenal right now. It's almost comforting. It's almost comforting to be disappointed yeah. in uh, in your team.
0: There were um well we were just talking earlier and uh there were moments about Saturday that were very Arsenal like we feel like we've been there many times before and a few moments that maybe felt a little bit different, but uh, we can come on to that.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it, it's been a very interesting few weeks uh, in and around the club. It's um, it's going to be a fun season. I don't think it's going to be smooth in any way. But I think you. I think you called it right last week when you said the season really starts at West Ham and those eight games in the build-up um, to Liverpool. That's when Emery. I know, it sounds extreme, but I, I do think that there's an element of sink or swim. I know that we're going to give him the whole year, but if he can get through the, the next eight games and he can drop 21, 21 22 points, that would a, a, put us in a good position. We'll yep. be within spitting distance.
0: Season starts now.
1: Season starts now, definitely. But before we get into the new start of the season, uh, let's discuss uh, the Chelsea game. Okay, so Matt, tell me thoughts. You saw the starting lineup. There was no Ramsey,
0: no Ramsey, uh, and we had Mkhitaryan and Özil, who I didn't think could possibly uh, post start again. You thought that they were a luxury against Manchester City, so how were they going to fare against Chelsea away? Um, so it was an odd lineup in that respect. Jacka back in, got back in the team. Jacka back in. I was sort of expecting that because that's just what happens with Jacka, but I was very surprised and disappointed at the time, to see Iwobi. Uh, he's not one of my favourite players. Uh, too busy out raving and not enough time focusing on his game and improving. Uh, but, you know, he was actually one of the bright spots.
1: Was So before we get on to the bright spots, because there were plenty, 20 minutes, Arsenal two down against the top six side.
0: What, what do we read into that? We looked... It was exactly like many of the... Uh, of the big defeats we've had away from home. It, it seems like we always have one. It's like second away game or first away game of the season. It was Liverpool last year, Chelsea, this one. We, you know, we've tended to to get hammered uh, away from home earlier on in the season. And I feared the worst. And you could really see it coming right from the off. We were off the pace. We looked jittery. We didn't know quite what to do. Mustafi was all over the shop. Absolute disgrace. Uh, but, you know, it, you could just see it coming and then, uh, and then it happened. So uh, I was I was fearing the worst. And Lee Dixon, I was listening on the commentary, was saying uh, it had a lot of similarities with Arsene Wenger's thousandth game, where we lost six 0 at the Bridge. Those opening uh, opening twenty. Oh,
1: uh, that was Arteta in the midfield, wasn't it? That was absolute destruction that day. I think the opening twenty minutes have a have a lot of Wenger stench about them. I know that. Um, Arsenal fans who backed him for many years don't want to talk about his relevance to this season, but it's going to take longer than six weeks to shake that mentality out of the club. But that said, it's still quite disappointing that we can't shut out a top six side for for the opening twenty. I, I don't, I don't understand what was.
0: I think I, it's interesting to look at what was the tactics because one of the things. I've always said when, it's, when you go away to a top six club, maybe it's that old footballing philosophy, but the first thing you've got to do is not concede for 20 minutes. Yeah. And you've got to get your foot on the ball, get comfortable, shut the crowd up, and then start to build some play. And, uh, and that's just like the old way that you'd always tackle an away game.
1: Especially against a side that you know are going to come and play expansive like powerful football
0: so exactly, so it seemed strange the way we set ourselves out, set ourselves up from the uh, from the outset, especially when you look at how we set ourselves up after the break when we looked we actually set ourselves up with like a bit of a deeper block and with uh, banks of four and players tucking in and doing all the things that you would expect. A team to come out and start with and get a foothold in the game so it was it was strange and the players didn't quite look like they knew what they were supposed to be doing which is bizarre because that's the main thing that the new manager is supposed to be doing it was also odd to come out in the
1: second half um, and play in a more cautious way because I felt that we were hugely on the front foot going into half time I mean uh, that was obviously another positive we we clawed those two goals back. Not only clawed those two goals back, but uncharacteristically, um, Obama Yang missed, a open goal for a guy like him, uh, Ozil grazed wide early on. Uh, if he was on his game, he probably would have scored Mkhitaryan. that. The one,
0: the one bobbled. And Iwobi. Yeah, it it um, reminded me a bit of when we were two nil down at home to Spurs and came back and won five, three. And we went into halftime at two and just came out and rampaged. And, um, but I think, you know, uh, we obviously just were very, we, we're just not confident defensively. And when you're not confident defensively, I think we didn't know whether to stick or twist. And in the end, we just invited too much pressure on ourselves. And I think a lot of the players come sort of 70 minutes were sort of hoping they could get a two all and come up with their heads held high and a good comeback. They would feel good. And in the end, it wasn't meant to be
1: it's interesting with the defense uh, not looking particularly confident like, firstly they're not a good defense and we have to accept the, uh, that from the the era. that um they probably don't believe that they're, they're they're top players at the moment but i think when you're trying to learn how to defend as a unit and on top of that you've got to play this swanky out of the back integrating check into the mix like I I feel like that adds that extra layer of I'm not quite sure what's going on who
0: would want to do that because you know you can see the players are shitting themselves basically and everyone looked jittery There was a lack of confidence around it um you know I get it but and I want to see us play like that but you gotta you gotta walk before you can run and that means that there are going to be times when you just got to hoof it uh, and and relieve relieve some pressure. And it's just such a, especially against a team that knew exactly how we were going to play in that respect and put a lot of pressure on the ball.
1: So what did uh? What, so what did you think of the goal? I mean, I, I'm thinking particularly about the ball that started with Czech, uh and ended. Well, I believe it was a Wobi who scored that goal, the one that went the, the length of the pitch.
0: Well, that was the Guedosi ball out through between. Yeah, so. Obviously, like many Arsenal fans, I'm completely obsessed with uh, Guendouzi.
1: Yes, what a and, player!
0: And he just looks like an absolute rock star. And uh, 19 years old, plucked from the French second division. Uh, you don't
1: pick up players that good for 10 million 7 these million, days, yeah, it was, seven it was, million. Sorry, he's so
0: good. And actually, I read a report of him today because I went in a Guendouzi uh rabbit hole on the internet and I found an old report saying he's he loves those balls between uh the central defender and the fullback. And uh, you know, the ball to, the balls he was just putting through to Bellerin all game that were creating the two on one and the cutback were beautiful, beautiful.
1: That ball that he played, did you oh. see? Did you see the video when he played the ball to Obameyang and Obameyang blazed over and like slams his hands down on the floor, like furious that he'd played this great ball and nobody got in the end. Uh, interesting stats on Gwendozi. He's made more tackles and interceptions 17. combined, yeah, than any player in the Premier League this season. That's exceptional. Though I, I, I will, uh, uh, just because I have to temper everything, uh, I, when I'm. Um, Jacker landed, he was making a lot of tackles and interceptions as well, wasn't he? I mean, I, I feel like we've got a different type of player, a know. lot more I think, aggressive, I, right?
0: He, he's really exciting. I think the danger is he's going to end up being more David Luiz than Granite Jacker because I, I actually really like David Luiz as a player, but he's sort of capable of being lax and making mistakes sometimes. And I think that will be the way Gwendoza plays, the mistakes will be lapses of con- concentration, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a lack of focus, uh, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's unfair. Maybe I'm deriving too much from, especially for someone who's
1: 19, like you, you learn how to stop making mistakes as you grow older. So, hopefully, he's not quite I love a David Luis. I love him. Category. And the
0: other thing that gives me a lot of hope is we've basically completely rebuilt our midfield in one transfer window. And you know, I think people have said, you know, he needs. Four transfer windows is what Gary Neville said, I think, to to make it his team. But, you know, we've got, we've completely, with Torreira and uh, Guendouzi, I mean, I just sort of see them as the foundation of the Arsenal midfield, uh, which is exciting because we didn't have them before the transfer window. We had a lot of uh, less good players. So, so some of the the positives that
1: fans have been taking from the game are absolute basics when it comes to um, any sort of uh, modern manager things that we're enjoying playing out of the back as we've just spoken about early substitutions when things are going wrong i'm not gonna lie it, when i saw jack had taken off at time, it did it did something for me it did something for me and even um again uh, it's a managerial basic but uh, Ozil is not going to get his way this season, is he? He's not going to get the full 90. and It's he... difficult
0: to see how he's going to last beyond this season at Arsenal. I mean, I know he, he'll last as long as his contract is up, but he is... I don't think it's going to work for him. And Mick... I don't see how him and Mkhitaryan can be playing in the same team. And Mkhitaryan has the additional skill of being able to score goals. Like even when he's not playing well, I was cursing him, but then he rifled one in. And I could see him scoring quite a few this season, so it's just difficult to see whether Rosell's going to going to last. He, and he certainly doesn't have the body language of a guy who's up for the fight right now. But he, but he has not for a while. I think
1: what's very interesting: uh, two two players that 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 have big fanboy cults uh, are, are being exposed quite early on in Emery's career and I know it's only two games in but uh, John Cross is running with the story today saying that Ramsey was dropped because Emery was very disappointed with the way that he played against Manchester City and Ozil was called out after the City game for not working hard enough and then in the the next game he's taken off after 70 minutes after a quite appalling game but I've got um, a question that I wanted to run past you so if you'd looked at Arsenal play at all last season you'd understand that Jaco has been quite a poor player, uh, yet he's started two games and Emery's pulled him on 70, pulled him on 45. Um, Ozil, if anybody's watched him over the last five years playing for Arsenal, you'd understand that he's he's never going to play an important tactical role with you. Why do you think Emery thought Ozil would be the man to stamp out the threat of the, those Jorginho wide balls like what? What made? What made? What made him think that that was a possibility in a big game like that?
0: Do you think it was
1: giving him enough think, rope?
0: Or? I don't think he's played him to do anything with the opposition. I think he's brought him in because he knows that Chelsea are fallible at the back, and Özil can create chances. So
1: you don't think that he, the Özil's job was to look after Jorginho?
0: Not specifically. You don't think. I mean, I mean, relying on Ozil to do anything defensively is a stretch, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Like,
0: I mean, I was surprised because I think, you know, the, the times we've ever got anything out at, at Stamford Bridge recently, since that 5-3, Van Persie in 2011, uh, which was a great day. Uh, you know, we've kept it tight. We've, m- kept, we've made it boring. You know, we've, we've made it a nil-nil. I remember Iwobi playing well one game uh so it was just interesting to see him not go for a more I was surprised to see Torreira not start I was surprised to see someone like like a Danny Welbeck not on a flank you know like I think you you I saw a tweet from you saying Danny Welbeck Alex Ferguson would have got Danny Welbeck running busting his ass to to stop uh the likes of um of Hazard towards the end and you know it was an odd. It was an it was odd. I don't know what what, what we were trying to do, really.
1: No. So what the, what positives are we gonna take from from that game?
0: What the positives for me were Iwobi? He looked engaged, up for it, scored a good goal, trickery. hadn't seen that in a while. Direct, confident. Uh, I like the look of him a lot. He was up for it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So that was a positive because he's been so poor for so long. Uh, And that someone came... And people are going to get their chance. And if you take it, you're going to stay in the team. That's the big thing for me. And so I think whoever plays against West Ham, if we beat them, they could really cement their role. Guendouzi, obviously, a massive positive. Um, And then my, my, my other positive was the way we actually played in the second half until we conceded, where we actually... I know we were under pressure and we were inviting pressure, but we actually looked like a team... That and you know you're always going to concede some chances, but uh, you know before it got really ragged and we conceded, you know after that we could have been they could have scored a couple more. We had Giroud, chance and Hazard, but up until then we looked like a solid top team going away and being prepared to defend for a point. And I hadn't seen that, I hadn't seen some structure, some rigor, some fighting for every ball, good defensive high fives, talk, people talking for a long time. So it was only for about twenty minutes. But maybe we've got to start with twenty minutes. Yeah, I think my my positives were
1: seeing a seeing a manager make uh, big decisions and change things up. Um, I, I thought the fight back was something new. I know that we've we've seen comebacks before under Wenger, but so soon in the season to see those players um, conjure up a, a like. Some sort of solution to a massive problem they're having was was really exciting, and um, I, I'm also I'm, I'm enjoying the playing out of the back thing. I'm enjoying that he's trying to impose this style on the players. I was a little bit disappointed that he doesn't seem to be able to carry this the game plan through into the second half. I thought um, I thought our pressing
0: died off in the second half, and I'm pressing guessing in the beginning of the first half was non-existent. I thought, yeah, and then it sort of came in. Second half, and guess what? We got on top and won the game. Yeah, that p- piece of the game. And then, again, yeah, it sort, of, it sort of stops. And I think you've got to look at that and go, can't you guys see that when you press, we're, we're on the front foot, we're scoring goals, and as soon as you sit back, we're conceding goals.
1: And I'm, I'm guessing that Emery saw that Ramsey has an engine and he can be like the metronome for pressing against City, but obviously... Um, he didn't have a particularly good game i think that when you if you want to play a, an intense press having someone like Jacker in in your in your midfield is going to leave you in all sorts of trouble so i'm kind of hoping that by the time we get through to this west ham game the coach is going to understand who that starting 11 is and i think he's got to give the t- whoever his preferred 11 is a bit, a bit of a run like so that they can gel instead of the the, the, the the dangers that come with tinkering.
0: Oh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who's in the starting 11 against West Ham because if they get a good win, I mean, there's nothing to suggest that that team won't stop the next game and have a chance to go on a roll together. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I think, you know, the back, checkers is, I mean, the one thing we have to say is to give credit to Peter Check. He's uh, he's been unbelievable. Like yeah. some of the, I know that someone was
1: saying that the saves weren't that good. Please, he wasn't making those saves last season. He was probably one of our worst players last season. Um, and the the ball at the feet thing, he looked much much better in the second yeah. game. I mean, to be able to adapt to that style of football, I think he had what fifty fifty six fifty seven touches. Um, in the, the previous game. I'm not sure how many he had against uh, Chelsea, but he certainly looked more comfortable and there weren't as many airy moments um, as there were
0: against the City game. He it, it looks like a keeper re- rejuvenated. Yeah, so so he's been good. Defensively, there's still massive question marks over Socrates. Mustafi is... I mean, I'd rather have Chambers playing week in, week out than Mustafi. I I, I do not know what that guy is on. And, and I was a Mustafi fan. It's embarrassing to admit it now. Yeah, and I, there's a a few there's a few tactical
1: things that that worry me about Emory, and I know that we're only two games input. Look, we, we put Arsene Wenger under this sort of scrutiny, and if we didn't put the manager under a scrutiny, we'd have nothing to talk about. So, uh, apologies if the, this comes across negative. It's just asking questions, but the uh, I do wonder whether he and Sven mislentire underestimated the pace and power of the Premier League because Jacker's main issue for me, outside being a bit of a donut, is his lack of pace and his lack of power. Uh, and anybody who's been watching German football over the last few years will, came out and said that Socrates is not a great signing uh, and he looks well, well off the pace. Jacker still... Looks off the pace. We've hired in uh, a right back who looks th- looks great from a leadership perspective, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult for him to get in ahead of Bellerin because he just he's not able to bum up the wings like he used to. Even Arsene Wenger identified that um, at the World Cup, saying Lick Steiner was maybe good when he was twenty nine, but he can't get out of the wing in the same way. So I do um, I do wonder about some of the the decisions we made with players that we brought in in the summer. Um, I, I think if there was any position that we needed to really elevate, it was bringing in like a young, fast, powerful centre back, and I don't think that we've done that. Um, so it's gonna—I I don't understand where he has to go uh, with that with that defence, especially because he wants to play it so high up the pitch. It's—he's um, he's kind of stuffed himself there, so he's gonna have to work out something pretty quick. Otherwise, we're gonna—we're um, gonna be exposed to, on a regular basis. I think people identify um, our back four as a real weakness.
0: Yeah, and I think you know we've obviously moved to a back four from a back five that we sometimes played, and so with that comes a lack of solidity. We're, we're suddenly less stable than we are when we play a back five. So you've got to play people in the middle who can support you. But Torreira hasn't even been playing yet, so it's all um, it's all interesting. But I think, like we said, the, the season starts now, and I think. Um, we're owed giving someone an absolute beating and i think west ham could really i think i could see us winning 5-0 on saturday
1: yeah i really hope so i think um one of the additional things that i've been talking about on the blog is uh the potential uh, challenges that emery's going to have as we as we head into the next group of games i think i think emery when he was at psg uh He he fell out with the players uh, in the first team. He bored them with his video analysis. I think he made some odd decisions uh, tactically, and I don't think that he uh, really understood the the the, the, how to work with massive egos. I think Emery thinks that he's running a severe. Um, versus a, a PSG I would argue that Arsenal are closer to PSG in terms of like the sort of egos that we've got in the dressing room and um, d- referencing that John Cross article again this evening it's it's interesting that he's saying the players were shocked that he dropped Ramsey of out of all of the players and, um, that, uh, and he started talking about the term scapegoat um, Emery's rocking the boat uh, with Ozil and I'm, I'm, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these are these decisions are wrong. Um, Jacker is a massive earner in the tr- in the changing rooms. He's obviously a big personality, or fancied himself as a big personality. Like he's being yanked off uh, at half time, and you'd have to imagine there are going to be more issues like this. I think Emery really has to uh, work out a way of bonding the team over, uh, like the like using well, using the stick
0: yes to beat and no, them. But I think you know, the biggest issue is there's been a perform People haven't been accountable. Very true, yeah. And there's been a performance issue. And like we said, it's a complete... The whole culture was one of zero accountability. You could play whoever you wanted and you could get a game the next day. And I think what Emery is trying to do very quickly is he's going, you're accountable now. And it doesn't matter who you are, every single one of you is accountable. Um, and I think if he was being unfair... That would be one thing. Should Xhaka have been yanked? Xhaka's been given two starts. Ozil's been given two starts. They haven't made the most of them. They got taken off. Is that fair? Yes, it's fair. Uh, you know, someone had to give way to give someone another chance. Uh, he wanted Iwobi to play. He got rid of uh, Ramsey. Is that fair? Mm, it's, 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 maybe it's a little bit tough on him, but you know what? He hasn't signed a new contract. So it's like when you haven't signed a new contract, you've got a year to go, you know the club have a position on it and you've been doing what you're doing. Yeah, it can come back and bite you in the ass. No, t- it's just the way it goes. And I just think you go, Is are these decisions fair? Or And I think they are fair. I don't think yeah. they're, they're unfair decisions where people can go, what the hell was that? That guy played amazing and they didn't play the last game. You remember Anders Limpar, and George, like he used to play a blinder and then he'd score a couple of goals, Then George Graham would drop him the next week, he just didn't fancy him. This isn't like that. This is, you know, you've got two players given two starts. Um, you know, you could argue Tyron could have given way or Ozil could have given way. You know, Ozil got pulled off, tyron scored a goal. Uh, you know, it, it is, it's football, and I'm, and I'm glad we're developing that ruthless streak, and it's not, oh, because you're Aaron Ramsey, you get to start the game. And I think... Uh, that's that's one of the things I'm actually most positive about. It's you don't deliver, you're not playing. See, I think
1: so. I I agree with you, but I think, as they say in America, you know, there are, there are um, truth isn't always truth, and I think that yeah, it's like what you're saying is is completely correct but also the the other side of that argument is is the same as what we were talking talking about earlier with the players playing out of the back like what do you what do you tackle immediately like what are the most important things that you need to go after like i would say that uh, unity is um, extremely important um, like tactics are, are definitely important but like what are the most important things and i just i wonder whether he's uh, attacking too many things at the
0: same time you know what I think he's attacking with and, and, and I hope so because the signings all the strategy for me for, the, for all the signings is not how do we bring in the best players it's how do we address the fact that there is no winning culture in this football club that the whole culture is built around comfort and uh, getting having fun and turning up and trying your best but not really and no accountability because the players he brought in, they're not like. Let's be honest, they're not. They're not great. They're not great players. That he's brought them in because he's trying to change a culture. Right. And I think he's gone. The biggest issue I've got is culture, and therefore my strategy to change that is to show that I. But everything is a meritocracy, and that if you are, if you don't deliver, it doesn't matter how big your name is, you're out. So you are. You are a proponent of the tough love. Well, I think it's just cyclical after, you know, everyone loves Arsene Fenger. And I read an article today about Arsene Fenger deciding what to do. And, you know, even I was a bit, I don't want him back. But, you know, I did think, what a charmer, what a great guy uh, as I was reading it.
1: Copiously eating in Corsica. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. We had that. Now we need our drill sergeant to beat the shit out of these players it may or may not work but whatever it does it's going to toughen them up it's going to be survival of the fittest it's going to be brutal uh and i want to see what happens because it's more interesting than what was happening
1: that's that's very true and uh, you know Emery's an experienced coach he 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 did some good stuff at psg did some great stuff at sevilla back in the day I, you, I think, I think you're definitely right. I, I think Arsenal need all these things. I think my uh, my question, I mean, it's not, not not a question. Just the the thing that I'm pondering is like how do how do you prioritize and um like you know you go into a, a new job or a new business, you try and do too many things at once. Um, and, and it can be difficult you don 't know what the output's going to be. I think the the key to any success that he gets moving forward is going to be what happens in the next games because you can make big balls out decisions only if you win yeah like the big decisions that he 's made right now uh look kind of weak like if you shouldn 't have started jacker in the second game. After after what happened in the first game, and he did, and then he pulled it off. It almost looks like um, it almost looks like indecision. And I think um, I think what's going on with Chelsea is particularly interesting um, because Sarri's come in and he's taking over from the opposite of Wenger. He's taking over from somebody who sucks the joy out of training. He bores people. Egotistical. A bit of a bully, Um, and Sarri's come in and he's allowing the players to express themselves. They're having fun at training. He's letting them, you know, yeah, he's he's letting them smoke in the dressing room. So, but and he, uh, but he's had a a great impact. And I think that when a relationship starts really strongly uh, and the players love you, when things go to shit in December, which they probably will for Sarri, no doubt the love carries you through in a way. And I, I just worry that if Emery upsets the, the apple cart too much now, when he hits December and people are picking up injuries, well, it might be difficult for him. But it's just because I'm being a contrarian.
0: So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's all, it's all food for thought. We're two it's fucking games fucking exciting
1: in. though, right? Like At least we're having these discussions.
0: Well, yeah. Two, at, two, he's doing too many things. Imagine that last season. I think, you know, we the culture is rotten. And I think if he goes some way towards injecting a winning culture, uh, that's going to be the biggest gift he can give us. Along with Guendouzi.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It'll also be really interesting with Ozil because he doesn't look interested and everything that I'm told uh, off the record is that he really doesn't give a fuck. And he's 29 years old. He's retired from international football. uh, He's got all of these issues back home, which... uh, uh, sound unfair that people in Germany won't leave him alone at the moment, and he's earning three hundred and fifty grand a week. He's got a sexy girlfriend. He hangs out in London. He likes going back to Turkey or, on the regular. If he really just decided, fuck it, there's nothing Arsenal can do. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing you can do. And if and he has to care because he has to learn a new part of his game. Right. He can't he can't continue being the Ursley was. There is no system under Emery that allows him to be the player that he has been at Arsenal for the last four or five seasons. So you're asking an old dog in the world of football um, to learn hard, hard new tricks. And I I, I just don't know where that's going to go because no one's going to buy him. Uh, you, you're not going to Arsenal. Arsenal aren't going to allow him to break his contract early. Like I do wonder, it's a it's a very uncertain future for Özil if he decides that he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 any places you can go. after I that, don't right?
0: really know what we do with him, to be honest. But you know, I also think we he could. Score five and assist seven in the next eight games, and everything could be looking rosy, so write him off at your peril, write him off at your peril
1: so Pellegrini in at West Ham had a pretty good summer signed some signed some good players, and it's started terribly again it 's the curse of West Ham right um, doomed to be average forever. So what what do you think? Is this going to be an upset, or is this when Emery?
0: I think it's going to click. I think we're going to win five nil. I think Aubameyang is going to score his first goals of the season. I think it's been building. We know it starts here. We know it's important. Uh, we're going to get after it.
1: I think, okay, cool. Well, I feel like we got through quite a few topics there. It's uh,
0: what do you think? I
1: I think I think we're going to maul them. I think it's going to be absolute destruction. I think West Ham are in a terrible spot. And I think that first half, the way that we came back, if we can carry through some of that grit, um, I think it's going to be uh, an annihilation. I, I, I really hope so anyway. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about the, the new season. Like I, it's on the record. I'm not, not overly enamored um, with Emery, but I can see that he's going to do a good job. And the great thing about it is worst case scenario, whoever picks up after him is going to inherit uh, a much more disciplined, much more interesting and easy to work for team. So um, we win either way, but I really, really, really hope that his next eight games are great. I would love to carry into December uh, and to be within spitting distance of the top three. I mean, we're not going to win the league. Uh, There's absolutely no chance. I think Chelsea
0: and... Uh, City are just far too strong well City and Liverpool I think uh, um, yeah I actually, and, and Liverpool it depends what happens with Chelsea I sort of felt like if that if we were at home in that game we would have won three two you know it yeah. was it was I feel like Chelsea and Arsenal are, are very similar teams in a number of ways at the moment they both got issues they've both got quality uh, you know I think Chelsea have more, are uh, closer to 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 remedying their situation than we are, because they've proven to be a team that has basically is one year on, one year off for like a long. They've a, also a long got time. There's
1: also the a very high chance that they might lose Hazard, who they're trying really hard. I think he said he's staying. No. Is he going to stay? Yeah. Okay, well that, that that helps them. Yeah, it's, it's it's an exciting season. Top four is. It feels almost like a stretch goal. Well, I think Um, it's. I
0: think. um, I think it's. You can safely say that Liverpool and City have got two, and then um, and then it's between the rest: Tottenham, Arsenal. Do you think Liverpool are going to be up there? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've got the bit between the teeth. They're going for it. Every game's a cup
1: final. Cater looks fucking so good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We. uh,
0: But but I mean, it gives us hope because they were. It's you know, Klopp's taken. Top, Klopp inherited a worse team. He did it piece by piece, and uh, you know he addressed this, the the attack first with Mane and Firmino, and did it went piece by piece. And Van Dyke is the missing the missing piece for them. He's awesome. Yeah, you just, and, you uh, just feel like the is it the Fenway Group that runs Liverpool?
1: Yeah. You just feel like they have an objective in mind, whereas Stan Kroenke is you know if we win it's great if we don't so what I've got my uh, I've got my LA Rams
0: well it's you know and a lot of people have been talking about Mourinho and saying you know the reason they're sort of happy they're sort of fine because he'll get them top four you know yeah I mean I don't know if, if he will but yeah that that's sort of their mind is you know he's he'll, he'll get you that even if it's not inspiring so we're not the only one in that position
1: I think it would be absolutely fantastic if Mourinho gets fired in December and United go for Poch because there's no way that Pochettino would say no to United and I know that Ferguson flirts with Pochettino um, quite a bit or has done in in the past. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Spurs lose Pochettino before they move into their new stadium like whenever that is in two years' time. Oh, that would be so exciting. Okay, well, uh, uh, great. We're we're back on a run. Um, Second podcast of the season. Uh, Enjoy the game of the weekend. Um, I'll be drinking in a bar at 10 a.m. And uh, tune in, leave us a five star, and we'll see you next week. Good stuff. Now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to TaxAct. TaxAct? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using TaxAct. Always happy to brighten your day.
0: <laughs>
1: Switch to TaxAct today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details.